Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let me see you some money Cause a little something like this You know you're a freak when you can sit and eat A whole plate of chicken nuggets without vomiting Or laugh till you cry when little babies die And think all old people should be euthanized But how does it feel to be in love with Timmy Blue? Yeah, how does it feel to have a distorted view? It feels fucking fantastic, man Like only a prolapse has come Instead of being scarred, you laugh that crazy ethnic people too. You know you really shouldn't, but yeah, do do do. How does it feel to be in love with Timmy Blue? How does it feel to have a distorted view? It feels fucking fantastic, man. Like when you prolapse, ass can't drown. January 15th, 2021, coming up on the program today, trying to market consensual sex alarms and horny granola bars. Plus, need Skelton talk to God, and they're both pretty cool with deadly uprisings. And a violent homeless man finds love. All this coming up today. Shut your goddamn ass up. It's a great tragedy. Tweak my nipples. Shiki yaba. Shiki shiki yaba. Are you on the internet? Isn't that for techno geeks with spreadsheets? It's just a fun thing. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. Yes, everybody. Timothy James Henson back here with you one more time as we end the week with the Friday show. I have got a great one for you today. First up. You know, we are less than a month away from Valentine's Day. Some call it the most important day of the year. Psychopaths, mostly. I actually don't mind uh, Valentine's Day, primarily because of the candy. It's so weird because store aisles are packed full of uh, Valentine's Day candies for one day. It's not even really one of your major holidays like Christmas or Easter. Valentine's Day is just like this one day, it's over super quick, and really it's only celebrated by a small sliver of the population. People in relationships, people who are single or someone who hates their spouse, they're not even going to partake in the sale of the candy. Also, I don't even know how popular Valentine's Day is in other countries. It might be one of those um, holidays that uh, stupid Americans celebrate and that's pretty much it. But anyway, you know, you've got this one day, Valentine's Day, where stores are full of this, like, special Valentine's Day candy and chocolate. And the next day, boom, candy's 50% off. And then and then by the weekend, it's 75% off. You can find some good chocolate. You can find those um, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup hearts. Those are always good. Although not as good as the Christmas tree that uh, precedes it or the Easter eggs that follow. 
And also, I know I've ranted uh, about this before, but we really got to rejigger our calendar. The big holidays are all sort of clumped together. You got uh, Christmas and then Valentine's Day and then Easter, all within like a three or four month span. Then there's a real dry spell. Don't believe me? Our specialty Reese's peanut butter cups produce after Easter? No. You got the Christmas trees, then the Valentine's Day hearts, and then the Easter egg peanut butter cups, and then nothing from April until like November. And those are the best peanut butter cups because they're bigger than the standard peanut butter cups, and they've got more peanut butter in them. What is wrong? The placement of our holidays need to be spaced out. Thank you. I've got to take my demands to Congress. I will storm the Capitol building if I have to. Now's a good time, I hear. They'll never be expecting me. Anyway, in honor of Valentine's Day coming up in about a month, I've got a couple of uh, interesting products that uh, you might want to look into before the big day. First up, we're all afraid we're going to accidentally rape someone. Hey, that's just dating in 2021. If only there was a way we could make sure that the person we are fucking really wants it. Well, now there is, thanks to a Kickstarter campaign that, by the way, was totally 100% funded. This is not a Kickstart failure. This thing has made it to production. It's called the Love Sink. Not sink like you would wash your hands in. Although that would be... Not a bad idea for a product either, like a little portable sink that you could place on your nightstand where you could just sort of wash the lube or pussy juice off your hands. The guy came up with an idea for a Kickstarter of my own. No, Love Sync is S-Y-N-C. Let's take a listen to a little bit from the um, Kickstarter video. Sex. That's a really weird way to start off. I'm just stalling right now, hoping she's in the mood for some horizontal hustle. And I'm just waiting for him to make the first move so we can do the mattress mambo. This couple, by the way, is so comfortable. They're like, they're both sitting on their bed together playing cards. Like if you're horny and you want to have sex, just ask or start playing with her tits or slide your hand down her pants and see if she smacks it away. There are ways to test the water that uh, don't include shelling out money for weird Kickstarter projects. I love her. And I love him. I'm just not always sure she's ready to do some dancing in the sheets when I am. I've been shut down before. It's kind of embarrassing. Not right now. I'm all sweaty. All right, we get the premise. People aren't always on the same page when it comes to sex. Eventually, it leads us to stop trying as often. Well, you're in luck because there's Love Sync. Love Sync is a device that lets you know when both of you are in the mood for some hippity dippity. It's super simple. All you have to do is place a button at each of your bedsides. <laughs> it's like a stoplight. It's like, like, like this little puck sized thing that lights up, and, I, and you know, when you're in the mood for sex. And you're feeling a little randy. You just anonymously push the button. Anonymously. Anonymously. There's how many people live in your house? And share your bed. Like, I have no idea who hit this button. Brandy, you just anonymously push the button. There's no risk of rejection. If only one of you pushes the button, nothing happens. And your partner's none the wiser. Except you're going to press a button saying that you're ready for sex. And then your partner's not going to. And then you're going to know that they... They, they still don't want to have sex. I mean, how is this helpful? But if your partner's also ready for a pants-off dance-off, they'll press their button. The LoveSync technology combines these anonymous inputs and recognizes that there is consensus. It lets you both know by emitting a swirling glow from the buttons. So when the button starts swirling, that means that uh, both parties have agreed to have sex... And you may proceed. It would be awesome if uh, the system then also generated like uh, a PDF or some sort of like emailed documentation uh, with timestamps saying, look, this person agreed to sex at 6.57 p.m. on Friday, August 15th. She, he or she cannot claim rape for a period of 24 hours. This was consensual. It's so funny because at some point during the campaign, People began asking the question, why does this have to be a physical button? Why can't you just turn this into an app on your phone? And they were like, oh, shit, <laughs> that, that is a good idea. 
So now, in addition to uh, the Love Sync button, there is a Love Sync app. So you and your partner can download that. I don't know how much it costs. Let's see. Uh, well, it appears to be free. This just kind of fucks up their entire business model. It pay $100 for a physical button or download an app for free and it does the same thing. And your phone's with you all the time. You don't have to keep, like, running upstairs to look at the nightstand to see if your significant other is ready to be fucked. They should just call this product Fuck Alarm. Maybe then the product would be a little more successful. I mean, they did meet their goal on Kickstarter, but still only 126 backers. So it's not, like, super successful. Definitely a a niche product. The other uh, Valentine's Day-ish product I found is uh, an energy bar that doubles as an aphrodisiac. What's the flavor here? Let me look at the package. Oatmeal, raisin, and roofies. Oh, now that would be a successful product. This is another brilliant idea cooked up by a couple. Their two big brains came up with the aphrodisiac energy bar, and they actually went on that ABC show Shark Tank looking for some uh, money and backing for their product. Uh, It's not going well. I've got a clip here from Shark Tank. As Jennifer and Michael Gallagher have trouble getting the sharks interested in their aphrodisiac bar company, is in her bar, Michael gets emotional. Let's see how this little bitch whines. Three sharks are out. Michael is getting emotional pitching his and Jennifer's aphrodisiac bar, his and her. I just want to tell Can I just tell you a story? If I were the other sharks, I would be out at this very moment. You are not a businessman. You need to be able to take rejection. <laughs> Can I just tell you a story? That's what the sharks want to hear. When I was growing up, um... I want to be a firefighter, <laughs> and um, I go through the fire academy, and I fail. And I'm determined, right? So about a few months before, <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed to go into my second fire academy. I start, I start getting these headaches, and um, I don't know where they're coming from. And um, I go to the VA, right? I get it checked out, you know? And um, the next day, they call me back, and they tell me that um, they found a small brain aneurysm. He's playing the brain aneurysm card. And also the military card. You know, he threw that little line in. I went to the VA hospital. I, I did not just, I went to the doctor. I went to the VA. And also, I'm a firefighter. I'm a hero. As if any of those things make your product better. You know what I mean? Why would I invest in your product if you have a brain aneurysm? If anything, it makes it makes me want you less because, like, who knows how long you can head up this company before you fucking croak, you know? And I still have it right now. Look, I, Michael, you got to remember something. Here we go. As entrepreneurs... We, we fail multiple times, multiple times, over and over again. I've, I've lost millions of dollars with bad ideas. I didn't know were bad till I realized they didn't work. So we're kind of giving you a gift right now, telling you that your product is awful and it won't work. We're going to save you time, precious time. You might not have a lot of time left with that aneurysm in your head. The the hallmark of an entrepreneur, you got to pick yourselves up and you got to get going again. You know what? I understand. We're over here and you're over there and we need more than just finance. What happened to him crying? Boy, did he recover quickly. We need more than just connections. We need mentorships. We need a strategic partner. This is what we need. I'm staying focused on the fact that this is an investment opportunity. I'm not saying you're not fantastic people, but this is not investable. I'm out. Crying didn't work, bitch. What I'll tell you is that we have grit. I've been called crazy, delusional, that I need to, you know, I need to give up, right? If I gave... This is his wife or girlfriend or something. Give up, I wouldn't be here today. Look, guys, how much do you have in inventory? We make as we go. Smart. Look, you're in the circumstances you're in. 
I don't question your heart. I don't question your desire. I don't question your authenticity. This is Mark Cuban talking. Billionaire Mark Cuban. Come on, throw him a couple mil. Every one of us has had our backs against the wall. I can't tell you how many times I was so stressed. If I ate 50 of these, it wouldn't have changed my sex life. But things happen. So you'll figure out your personal side. You'll figure out the job side of it, right? You don't need to spend any more money on this. It would be foolish. Financially unwise to spend any more money on this dumb idea. That's what Mark Cuban is saying. That's pretty much what all the sharks said. There were uh, no offers, no deals made. That's okay, though, because his and her bar don't need no shark money. As you heard the wife say, they have grit. And it's that grittiness that makes the his and her bar so disgusting. It's like biting into a sandcastle. Yuck. No, I've never tasted a his and her bar. They are still being sold. They haven't given up on their dream. Uh, They also turned to YouTube and posted a commercial. His and her bar, baby, about to represent every ingredient effort. The guy, oh God, rapping is the same guy you heard on Shark Tank. He is the creator of the bar. I hope they didn't show this commercial to the Sharks because it's probably heavily influenced their decision not to invest. His and her bar, baby, about to represent every ingredient effort you get. All natural and spicy, just a little hint. Vegan and gluten-free, not a coincidence. Bringing cups together so confident. Not a small time brand, we're going monument. Package looking so plush, so opulent. Best money in the world that I ever spent. Super soaker on the palate, call it wet, wet. That line was super soaker on the palate, call it wet, wet. The only other time I have heard the term wet, wet in a rap song is in my rap for Dasani Water. Dasani wet, wet. Get fucking on it. Tips clear. Tip sticky. Come get this sony freaky. Dasani wet, wet. Nigga, get that dick, dick. Rub it on that clit, clit. Dasani wet, wet. Balls be big. Balls be banging. See those titties hanging, hanging. See those titties hanging, hanging. With those big balls banging, banging. Dasani wet, wet. Get fucking on it. Tip is clear. Tip is sticky. Come get this sony freaky. Now, I could be wrong because I don't listen to a lot of rap music. Is wet, wet something rappers say a lot? On the palette, on the wet, wet. Fall in love with the flavor so consequent. Beat it up in the bowl like an accident. Wake up in the morning, do it all again. Beat it? What? 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 None of these, these lyrics don't make sense. Beat it up in a bowl like an accident. As a general rule, white people should just not rap. Hey, on your mark, get ready, go. For a bar that's about to bring people close. So close, real close, honeymoon face. We got a lot of strikes against them. They're white, rapping, they're rapping about a product. Like you're feeling so good, sitting sideways. Always coming together, never pull away. Feel the anticipation, colorful play. Have you fallen on your knees? These bars look like shit loafs, by the way. You need to pray. You can feel it in my bones like DNA. Work so hard. It just goes on and on and on. According to their website over there at hisandherbar.com, this thing only has a few ingredients, including maca, almonds, cashews, chocolate, and vanilla, and a little bit of cayenne. How is this an aphrodisiac bar? Well, they said every single ingredient is an aphrodisiac. Like vanilla, for instance. Benefit for him? Vanilla is ranked in the top five attractive scents for men and can naturally boost testosterone levels. Bullshit! Cashews. Rich zinc that can naturally increase fertility in men. There's nothing special in these bars. And a lot of energy bars have these same ingredients. They don't advertise themselves as, like, aphrodisiac bars. But these are not, like, special, you know, exotic ingredients. Maca is probably the most exotic. And uh, according to Healthline.com, it can increase libido in men and women. So that's something. I think the the, the entire product, though, is uh, bullshit. The, the sharks were right. Glad they didn't fall for his little brain aneurysm story. 
Hey, moving on, I've got... Uh, oh, I was, I was so excited to see this. Mead Skelton posted a new video. He's just trolling us now, right? Uh, the video is entitled, Donald Trump will be president. Okay. Someone else living in an alternate universe here. Uh, one more reason I think he is just trolling us is because the very first thing he says in the video is this. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. It's me, Skelton, with another vlog chat for you. Um, I did a vlog earlier about narcissism, but I didn't like the way I looked in the video, so I deleted it. That's a joke, right? That that has to be a joke. I wanted to share a video with everyone because we know that our country is in sort of a state of flux, okay? But I wanted to give everyone... Um, I want to tell everyone about a dream. Like, I shared a dream, and I want to reiterate that dream. I've always said Mead Skelton is a modern-day Martin Luther King Jr. How appropriate we get to hear about Mead's dream just a few days before MLK Jr. Day. Because I believe it was from the Holy Spirit, and also I got a message from the Holy Spirit. So, Donald Trump... The voices are talking to Mead again. Donald Trump will be president for four more years. Not in 2024, but he will be president for four more years right now. Oh, okay. Because I, I kind of thought where this was going originally is like, okay, Biden will be president for a couple years until he dies <laughs> by whatever means. And then uh, Kamala will take over, finish out the term, and then you know the people will elect Donald Trump. No, Donald Trump is not leaving office, according to Meade. I kind of agree with him. I don't think Donald Trump is going to leave office willingly. And a lot of people say, well, that's just crazy. Every legal uh, avenue has been dissolved. Well, we haven't discussed the possibility of divine intervention yet. First of all, I had this dream that God gave to me um, three years ago, and I wasn't looking you know, for this. I was not expecting this. But in the dream, the Lord showed me this big map of the United States. And all the United States... Uh, it was like Trump won in a landslide. He had a landslide victory. Well, this is a good indication that your dream wasn't a premonition because that's not how the election panned out. In this dream that the Lord showed me, and Donald Trump was president in 2020. So what does this mean? Well, I believe that he did win in a landslide victory, um, but because of voter fraud and because of the meddling in our election from China, um, he is not projected the winner, and they're going to say Biden will be in there. But I realize we're getting so close to... Uh, to January 20th. And I want to say this because I am not a prophet. I have never been a prophet. I Has don't get... Has anyone ever confused Mead Skelton with being a prophet? He's the autistic kid who wrote a song about sweet tea. I don't think God's speaking through you. Back to his premonition and his hunch, he's saying that the Holy Spirit has uh, some stuff in store for us. Uh, we're in for a quite a ride because they're all planning for Joe Biden to be in the White House before long. And and you know who his uh, sidekick, Kamala. And uh, I'm sorry, folks, but it won't be happening. Donald Trump will be president of the United States for four more years. And this is this. I had to share this because. It's what do you think is going to happen to Meade on January 20th? I hope he posts a video where he's crying. The, the demons are so angry at Trump supporters and that Trump won. You're going to see uh, some possible, possibly bad things. <laughs> We've seen some bad stuff already, but get ready, folks. I'm packing my improvised explosives right now. Getting ready to take a trip up to Washington, D.C. On one hand, I, I don't want Meade going up to Washington, D.C. God knows what would happen. On the other hand, that's exactly why I want Meade to go up to Washington, D.C. You know what I mean? That, uh, that whole Confederate statue thing was hilarious. I am kind of afraid of what um, Meade is capable of, though. He seems to think something's up. 
And he's kind of a prophet. Because I, I feel in my spirit that there's going to be some darkness, some dark, ugly mess over this land. That yes, we, but the darkness will lead to light. See, we saw it all summer, but we're going to see it again. And But I believe we will get through it. Donald Trump will be president. And that's it. That's it. I just want to share this, that Donald Trump... Joe Biden will never be president. Kamala Harris will never be president. Uh, the delusion is strong with this one. Donald Trump will be president. He's, he's I, just, I wish, I wish uh, Meade would explain like the process. How is Donald Trump going to remain in office? That God chose. Um, he's the one that we chose as Americans. Um, 75 million people. And folks, you cannot you cannot for a minute think that Joe Biden is president. Just look at the attendance of his rallies. Um, nobody was there. <laughs> um, but it's going to look very, very bizarre, you know, in the in the coming days. Let's just be ready and please be praying. Please be praying for our nation because. They are, you know, the left is siding with evil and the dirty Republicans who in, who also voted to impeach Trump. They all are just full of vile viciousness. And <laughs> like me never once condemned the violence that just happened a few days ago. He's on to demonic Democrats. The violent Democrats are up to no good. All right. Uh, so that's the meat update. We'll see what happens. You know, uh, when is that inauguration happening? Like five, five days from now? We'll see if Meade's right. I think it's more likely that uh, Meade Skelton himself will, like, try to blow up the Washington Monument than Trump refusing to uh, leave the White House. I think Trump has come to terms with the fact that he's out. Meade, on the other hand, he's still a true believer, and he's going to burn Washington, D.C. to the ground. I hope he's on some sort of federal watch list. Uh, maybe we should all call the FBI right now. Do our civic duty. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist of the fucked up news. Right up. Hey, if you like the Sword of View Daily, please consider supporting this show. How? By becoming a member of the Sideshow, DV's member site, where you get full access to the entire archive of programs. I've been at this for 17 years. What? An astonishing waste of a life, some might say. It's my legacy. Uh, Yes, you get full access to the entire archive of programs. More importantly, every week we do exclusive shows just for paying members. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. This week we did two Sideshow exclusive podcasts, so you can grab those when you sign up right now. Again, superfreaksideshow.com, all major credit cards and PayPal accepted. There are other ways to support this great program. We've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distorted view. You can pledge as little as a dollar. If you pledge five, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first because I'm always backed up uh, on the regular voicemail line. And finally, we still have the distorted view store open chock full of DV merchandise. Check it out. Store.distortedview.com. All right. Three very quick stories now for step. A homeless man who ran amok in a hospital emergency room, smashed equipment, and then mooned the staff, has found love with the woman who took him in over Christmas. Daniel Howard, 43, met the woman in Hull, over there in the UK, on Christmas Eve, and she invited him for Christmas dinner. But he ended up staying ever since. Yeah, that's called squatting. Are you sure this is a romance and not a hostage situation? What's not to love about him? He doesn't have a job. He's addicted to drugs. He has no money. And he's got an infected mouth situation. His breath is really bad. Daniel Howard, 43, met the woman in Hull on Christmas Eve. She invited him over for Christmas, and he ended up staying ever since, like I just read, uh, in case you forgot. Although the pair did not like each other at first, with Howard walking out at one point, after he returned and they fell in love. Yeah, after he stormed out of the house, he was like, wait a second, I've got nowhere else to go. Maybe I should try to make this relationship work. I'll put up with this bitch's bullshit. In return, I'll have a fucking roof over my head. It's a win-win. Although the pair did not like... Oh, I keep reading the same fucking sentences over again. 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, before he can settle down with his newfound love, Howard still needs to reckon with the consequences of his hospital rampage. He was due to be sentenced at Hull Crown Court for a number of offenses committed in May 2019 and July 2020, but was told by Judge David Tremberg that he will be sentenced in March instead. The court heard that on May 12, 2019, Howard was in the emergency room at Hull Royal Infirmary after suffering an epileptic seizure. This guy comes with a lot of baggage. Are you sure you want to date him, lady? Prosecutor uh, Richard Butters told the court on Thursday the consultant went to assess him and he asked how he was. The defendant said he was fine and he was asked if he was in any pain, to which the defendant said, fuck off. That's not a question that would warrant a fuck off. This person was, you know, acting like they cared. I would like to help you. Are you in any pain? Fuck off. The defendant got out of bed and then punched the wall and pulled the sliding door off, causing uh, over $1,000 worth of damage. Howard continued to cause chaos, kicking a machine and mooning the staff and patients. Eventually, police were called. You got drugs there? Sedate the motherfucker. Howard was asleep. Yeah, there we go. When officers arrived, and as they went to check the room he had damaged, he suddenly woke up and shouted, No, I fucking never! And hit his head with his fists. He was taken into custody, but continued causing mayhem at the police station. I want you to keep in mind that now this guy has a girlfriend. If you are currently single, what the fuck is your excuse? The court heard how Howard has a long uh, list of previous convictions for offenses such as battery (laughs) and assaulting emergency workers. Mitigating Richard Thompson told the court that since this offending, Howard's life has changed. He said the pre-sentence report shows a gloomy picture. The defendant is still struggling with drug problems and his mental health, but on Christmas Day, he met a good Samaritan. She took him off the streets, and they developed a relationship. She helps him day-to-day with his medications and his probation appointments, and she's trying to help him with his drug problem. Now, I notice in this news story, there is no picture of the girlfriend, and I have to wonder, how hideous is she? If this is like her best prospect, this is her one shot at getting a boyfriend, snagging a man, you know, going for the homeless drug addict with mental problems. All right. uh, The woman told Judge David Tremberg from the witness box that the pair developed feelings for each other. She said he was a bit of a mess. Yeah, because now he's Prince Charming. All right. uh, He was a bit of a mess. I asked him if he wanted to come for Christmas dinner, and at first we didn't get on so well, so I told him to leave. He came back again. Again, he had nowhere else to go. And we seem to have a truce, and we are partners. He has been good as gold. He has caused no trouble and does not seem to be affected by drugs. Honey, I think you are seeing what you want to see and and, and not reality. What we call mead skeletoning. You're, you're skeletoning right now. Judge Tremberg deferred Howard's sentence until March 22nd. So they seem like a happy couple. Oh, he must have a very large, pretty dick. Got to have something going for him. All right. Uh, second story we have for you today. When is a $20 bill worth $57,000? When it has a Del Monte fruit sticker on it. What? Uh, the Del Monte note. A rare $20 banknote with a banana sticker on it is currently for sale through Heritage Auctions. It's not like someone just put the Del Monte sticker on a $20 bill. Somehow this sticker fell into uh, the, the printing press or whatever, where, wherever, the, the mint, wherever those $20 bills come from. As it was being printed up, the sticker fell in and... It got adhered to the $20 bill and stuff was printed over it, like the serial number and stuff. Um, Currency collectors are paying close attention and breaking previous bidding records with their offers. The note has been viewed on our website 4,300 times. If you want to see what this $20 bill looks like with the Del Monte sticker, first of all, you could probably just imagine it. But if you forgot what the Del Monte logo looks like, uh, I have made... This picture, today's featured image over there at distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com and uh, chapter artwork right now. So you can look uh, look at this thing in your podcast app, maybe. 
your podcast app supports images like that. So, uh, yeah, Dustin Johnston, who is the vice president and managing director of the currency department with Heritage Auction, said the note has been viewed 4,300 times. And uh, the note from the 1996 series is unique because the sticker found its way onto the currency between stages of the printing process and has part of the treasury seal and the note serial number printed over it. You would think that would make the the $20 bill worth less. Because, you know, if I saw that thing, I'd be like, that's not real. I'm not going to let you use that fake $20 bill to buy something in my store. Get the hell out of here with that thing. I could understand, you know, the $20 bill being worth a lot if, if there was a misprint where, you know, Jackson's face was upside down or there was a misspelling or something. That's like a unique error, but, you know... Someone dropped a Del Monte sticker in the printing press. Current bidding for the note is $57,500 for a total cost of $69,000 after a buyer's premium is applied. The auction will wrap up on January 22nd. On that day, the note will be offered among other items during a live event that starts at 6 p.m. Central Time and will be streamed on Heritage Auctions website. This type of printing error on currency is referred to as an obstruction. Most obstructed errors result from a loose pe- uh, piece of paper or some like scotch tape or a band-aid or something that uh, falls into the printing press. Usually the obstruction then just sort of falls off. And and so the stuff that was like printed over the uh, the band-aid or whatever fell in, you know, that would fall off and there would just be a blank spot on the dollar bill or $20 bill or whatever. But this is a little bit different because it was a sticker and it stuck. Leonard Augsburger, the project coordinator of the Newman uh, numismatic portal at Washington university. I don't know what that is. Uh, he said that most banknotes feature featuring obstructions will sell for somewhere between a hundred and a thousand dollars. But this Del Monte note is more spectacular. Goddamn breathtaking. According to Heritage Auctions, the note printed at the Fort Worth Western Currency Facility first surfaced in 2003 when a college student in Ohio listed it for sale on eBay. He got it from an ATM. A lot of errors that come through and come out of the ATM are very hard to notice. This is one of those really incredible errors that is immediately obvious. It's tactile. So if you're pulling money out and you're counting, you're probably going to feel just the increased height of the sticker. And then, of course, the color just jumps out at you. That vibrant Del Monte sticker. 2003, the note sold on eBay for about $10,000. It was sold again in 2006 for $25,000. So how did the sticker actually get on the $20 bill? Well, the sticker made its way onto the note in mysterious ways. It's possible, though, the action was deliberate. The printing of federal currency happens in three stages, the back first, then the front, and then a third stage where the serial number and federal seal are added. By examining the sticker and the overprint, it's clear that the sticker was applied after the front was printed, but before the serial number was applied. The placement of the sticker is intriguing, really. If it were if it were placed in most areas of the note, it would not be possible to prove that it was applied between the second and third stage. This suggests a deliberate placement. Conspiracy! You're less likely to see these type of errors now because the Bureau of Engraving and Printing started using optical recognition to review the notes as they come off the printing press. Quote, this may be one of the last really great retained obstructions that we'll ever see. It truly is a piece of history. The item has attracted the attention of so many collectors monitoring the current auction on the site. What makes it so special? Well, quote, we're always attracted to things that go wrong. Hence the appeal of this podcast. Basically, humanity going wrong on a daily basis. This is one of those things. Not only did it go wrong, it's visually fantastic, Johnston said. All right, sure, whatever. I'll take your word for it. Final story we have for you today. That's right. I spent, what, the last five minutes talking about a canned fruit sticker on a dollar bill. That's the type of news we cover here on DB. Final story we have for you today. Faye Gang Faye isn't the type to brag, even when it comes to his own restaurant. 
The owner of Aunt Day in Montreal has been grabbing international headlines for what some observers have dubbed his brutally honest menu descriptions. I just don't want to get people disappointed, Faye says. A lot of people want to be the best, and we are simply not the best. That's a fact. Our food lies somewhere on the scale between mediocre and pure shit. No, he didn't go that far, but he did say, we just try to be a little bit better every day. And that's how I see it. Each of the items on the menu is accompanied by a description written by Faye himself. Some do boast of great flavor, while others are deemed too dry and really not that good. Of one dish, he writes, I don't know why, but peanut sauce chicken is liked by a lot of customers. It's a mystery to me. I make it because people eat it, but it's pretty fucking gross. Uh, No, he didn't say that. Uh, If he doesn't know how a dish tastes, he'll be honest about it. Uh, Regarding one beef dish, he writes, I still didn't have a chance to taste that. Looks like I should spend more time eating in my own restaurant. I feel this is bullshit. This is just like an advertising gimmick. Oh, look at the humble chef talking about how, you know, just okay his food is. It's the Chinese place with the brutally honest menu descriptions, right? I mean... The news is reporting on it, right? So this is working. And how could you not have tasted your own food? You know what I mean? At some point, you're the shit. You're the chef. You came up with these dishes. You never once tasted it. I I just I just can't believe that. He says he wrote that uh, that one several years ago when he was working a full time job in I.T. on top of running the restaurant. So that's a reality. He said some dishes I even did not have a chance to try myself. The restaurant features a a mix of authentic and North American Chinese food, and Faye tries to be very clear about what's what. Don't let the name fool you. This one is not authentic Chinese food, he warns patrons of the Hai Jiao, a.k.a. black pepper stir-fry. True story, one customer got really mad because it's not so Chinese since he visited Sichuan, China before. I've often wondered, wondered that, like, I know a lot of the recipes at your standard, like, shitty Chinese restaurant, you know, have been Americanized. But I just sort of assume that they were all sort of based, even loosely, on real Chinese dishes. I wonder how much of it is just made up completely. Is sweet and sour sauce even a thing in China? Uh, Look at this. There's uh, orange beef at Aunt Dai. Uh, And then underneath the picture of the orange beef it says uh, owner's words comparing to our general tau chicken this one is not that good anyway i'm not big fan i am not big fan of north american chinese food it's your call further proof this is all bullshit comes uh during the description of the dry wok pork intestine meal oh god according to the owner's comment on the menu The intestines are fried. It's kind of too dry. Compared to stir-fried pork intestine, I recommend the former one. P.S. I changed my opinion now. I like both of them. Okay, that's helpful. I just have a feeling like the the menu items that he recommends against are going to be the dishes that he doesn't want to make. You know, this is just his way of urging people to order something else. There are some dishes that he likes, but just not at his own restaurant. When describing Aunt Di's sweet and spicy pork chops, he writes, I'm not a huge fan of our version, to be honest. But, you know, he doesn't have any restaurant recommendations for you where you can get this particular dish. He says that when he was attending university in China, he found a place. I like that version, and I can't find it anywhere. And unfortunately, our chef cannot cook it that way. So I cannot ask too much, to be honest. Oh, look, another dish you should avoid at Aunt Dice. All right, there you go. That, my friends, is your Distorted News for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right, let's go through some of the ways you can contact me. Uh, Voicemail line 206-666-4463. Don't forget, if you're a patron at the $5 level, you get a special voicemail line. I will play your calls first because I'm usually a month or two behind on voicemails. Uh, Other ways? show at distortedview.com that's my email address i'm all over social media at distorted view on twitter and instagram facebook.com slash distorted view show youtube.com slash distorted view show yes we've got a, a youtube channel that is rather neglected although i posted some uh, john bulla stuff recently so 
If you missed our tribute to John Bulla, you can hear some of the phone fun we had with him over there. YouTube.com slash Distorted View Show. All right, let's check in with patrons first. Tim, it's been two months and 25 days since the last fake level 80 cat lady voicemail. I have not been waiting this long for you to not play it. Fuck you. This is not what I'm paying you for. Release the fake cat lady. Oh, someone very upset that I did not complete uh, the level, fake level 80 cat lady call yesterday. I think I'm, I might have uh, cut her off because that voice was driving me crazy. I guess I can play it now. Hey, Tim, it's level 80 cat lady here. Just calling in with an update to how things are going. Well, things are being... like Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy and Kermit mixed together somehow. I'm getting a bit better out here in California, so... My partner, level 40, cat 40, decided he'd take us out for a nice meal. Well, we pulled up at the restaurant in the valet, and as the guy opened the door, my head fell off. It went plop on the ground. It was so embarrassing. Anywho, we decided we could either go to urgent care, or we could go inside and enjoy our meal. Is is urgent care equipped to um, sew in? A head back on. So we decided on the meal, Rather and scary. level forty so wonderful and considered. He ordered me a nice bowl of soup, made sure it was gazpacho, so it was nice and cool for me to drink. And then he just plopped my head down in the soup, and I sucked it up through my neck hole and enjoyed a nice <laughs> meal with my bar. Soup was probably a good option if you don't have a head. Anyhow, Tim. Okay. Pour it right down your neck hole. All right, well, there you go. That's the full fake level 80 cat lady call that uh, someone was looking forward to. <laughs> Hope that was uh, satisfying. What up, Greg? Uh, it's Moment, please. And I just want to let you know, I just signed up on the Discord. Nice. Uh, I am now a Sideshow Freak. Awesome. And I signed up on the Patreon. Oh, my if God. I can give my money to anyone who gives me joy, it is fucking you. And Thank not you. my hand. And I'm not telling uh, anyone else. Otherwise, I called today because I want to get the Patreon number so I can call. I give you enough money now, I believe. Oh, yeah, and I bought a bunch of fucking merch from you. I bought the mouse pad, a fucking oh, cool. t-shirt. Uh, yeah, I, I fucking love you, dude. Uh, keep on giving me what you Did he not just start this phone call off with, hey, faggot, though? And, okay, oh, yeah, I'll take anyway, it. I, the real reason why I called you, this is the real reason. Is because I started microdosing mushrooms, and oh. I'm doing it. To- Be careful! Don't inject those mushrooms into you. We just read a story about some guy who is injecting magic mushroom water into his veins, and then like mushrooms were growing in his bloodstream. See how well I just can eat them next month and work on any kind of depression or PTSD that I have, and yeah. try and get the most benefit out of this. You help myself. Does weed not help you? You need something stronger and than that? More of a or is it like weed to pedestrian now because you know pot is legal everywhere. Well, otherwise, if it wasn't for you, I'd be listening to you. You're my microdose. You keep me sane oh. throughout the week. You keep me your microdose with a micro dick throughout the day, especially through all this bullshit election time and yes. great bullshit. story with the Trump and Biden on election day. I fucking love you, Timmy. I love you, Freak. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate the kind words. Hope you're tripping your balls off over there on the mushrooms. Tim, Rob from Texas again. Um, I called you last night, and I'm calling you again. These are two different voicemails. So if you skip okay. my last okay. one, yeah. uh, play that one. All right, all right. Uh, it's completely different. So I'm listening to your show. Um you posted a best of show on uh, here. Let's see when it was uh, March eleventh. Very interesting. Uh, and it was a best of from like two thousand and eight. So about forty minutes in, uh, you're reading or you're watching rather some stupid ass porn about some bitch being sick and blah blah blah. You know, shitty porn acting. Um, she makes a comment. I think my heart rate's about one ninety. Uh, well. Um, funny thing about that is you replied, oh, isn't that, uh, doesn't that mean your heart's about to explode? Uh, Tim, this was like 2008 when you originally posted this Best of Show. That's not some fucking foreshadowing. Yeah. 
bum ass heart. I had that bitch beat, by the way. My heart rate was higher than 190. I don't know what is. Um, stay Across the 200 threshold, baby. Healthy, Tim. Uh, as much right. as you can. Doing my best. Taking my meds. I am pretty lucky in the, in the sense that the uh, the medication that I'm on is, like, super cheap. It's like three bucks or something with my insurance. And then if I don't use my insurance, it's like $10. Like, it's really, I, I don't know. I think they're just giving me Tic Tacs or sugar pills or something. Motherfuckers want me dead, I fear. All right, one more short call here. Timmy Boo. Short. This is one of your very first lifetime sideshow freaks, and I am calling to weigh in on the chicken nugget thing. Uh, you asked what they are made of. Well, <laughs> what the hell did I ask that? Well, this is a this is a regular voicemail from like November. So at some point I said, what are chicken nuggets made out of? You know, being all dumb. What they do is they just basically grind up the whole chicken, feathers and everything. And I feel like I know that. Why did I ask that question? And they pump it out. Maybe I was asking like what parts of the chicken? In this pink sludge. And uh, and they uh, deep fry that, it. and that's a chicken nugget. Anyway, pretty gross. I don't care. They're delicious, man. Especially the spicy chicken nuggets from, like, Wendy's. I love any sort of spicy chicken. Hey, I was watching a, a mukbang from, uh, like, Trailer Trash Tammy or something. You know that character, Trailer Trash Tammy? And uh, she was at this place, I think, in California called Jolly Bees. I don't know how far and wide this chain is uh, has is spread across the U.S., but have you freaks ever had Jollibee? Because they were having a love affair with this fucking chicken, and it looked so good. And then they also got, like, they ordered spaghetti. <laughs> it's, like, the most white trash fast food spaghetti I've ever seen in my life, but I wanted to eat it. She showed it, and it's, like, it's spaghetti in like a red sauce, but all it had cut up hot dogs in it. It's the craziest fast food food. Uh, Jolly Bees. Um, and then they had like some sort of pie that had a, 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 a not grape, but a, a purple filling in it. And it wasn't grape, and it tasted like some sort of bean or something. Like it sounded really fucking disgusting. Have you guys eaten a Jolly Bees? If so, what is your review? Call into the voicemail line or email me. I want to know. There's there's no Jollibees around me, so I'm never going to be able to, to try it unless I'm out vacationing somewhere. And you know me. I never leave the house. So let's just say I'm never going to try it. All right. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 20666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. Um, I did a vlog earlier about narcissism, but I didn't like the way I looked in the video, so I deleted it. Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. You know I could not do this without you. Oh, just a quick note. Monday is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's a holiday. I will be here doing a show for you freaks, but it'll probably be a shorter one. I don't want to hear any shit from you. I am going to celebrate black history by watching, like, a marathon of those Medea movies. That is how I am going to honor Chocolate Milk Jr. I urge you to do the same. All right. Uh, we will see you back on Monday to do this all over again. Until then, have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. Scribe.net.